Welcome. You're listening to the Equine Photographers Podcast, the place to learn from top equine professionals around the world as they share their experience and knowledge on what it takes to be an accomplished equine photographer. Now your hosts, Peter DeMott and Gigi Embricks. Hi, everybody. This is Peter DeMott. Uh, and this is Gigi Embricks. And we are the moderators or interviewers for the Equine Photographers Podcast. This morning we're interviewing Terry Cage. Hello. And she is uh, a portrait photographer in the heart of horse country in North Texas. So every time we do this, we ask people how they got started in photography and horses. And uh, so, Terry, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I've had horses. I think I got my first horse when I was 10, you know, typical horse crazy kid. Um, My dad was in photography. I actually started out as drawing, um, and I wanted subjects to uh, draw. And my dad taught me how to use camera, and I found it a lot easier and quicker with the camera. So, and I really enjoyed it too. So that kind of got the bug into me. On the photography side. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, but you grew up with horses. You grew up on a ranch? Uh, No, actually, I begged and pleaded with my dad. And and finally, when I was 10, I got my first horse. So So. you you had it at a stable someplace? Yes. What was your horse? The first horse? Yeah. It was an Appaloosa named Tico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had my first horse was an Appaloosa also named Rocket. <laughs> oh, cool. So, and did you do showing and all that stuff, or did you not? You know, no. At first, I just um, played around and, and trail rode and, and um, you know hung out. We would have fun with the kids at the barn, and, and you know just had fun. As I got older, I started in barrel racing and stuff like that, and. Um, when my kids were born, they start. They the girls wanted to show, so we started showing. And now my oldest daughter shows um, Appaloosas pretty competitively. So that's how you get some of your connections, then, probably for your photography, then, right? Um, I, it kind of goes hand in hand. She really didn't start showing until I started photographing. Um, photography, <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing um, horse shows. Uh, and I've made some connections through there, and that's kind of how I met the trainer and stuff like that. So they kind of went hand in hand. I don't know what came first. What you know, it kind of kind of blended together. So, how long have you been doing the photography? I mean, as far as professionally, let's say. Um, since '89. Okay. So, 2009. Good gosh, '89 is when I got married. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, just as important, just as important. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yes. You kind of uh, started the photography right during the depth of the recession. Yes. I mean, yeah. things were hitting yeah. skids right around 2008. Yeah. I mean, it still was okay here. It took a while. It took me several years to build up. In the last few years, it's it's really, really, you know, come along. And, okay, so now we're going to ask you... I guess more details about your photography business. Uh, I understand you have a studio and you use that sometimes, but mm-hmm. tell us how, how you use it. 
I use it for just some small portraits. I've done, you know, several kids, um, a lot of dogs, uh, some professional headshots. Um, I use it to meet uh, clients to, to do a viewing of their images and stuff like that online and, and do an ordering session with them. Um, it's probably the main purpose. And it's a, it's a nice, quiet place for me to come work sometimes when... Because at home, you know, if I'm editing and stuff like that, there's laundry, there's dishes, there's dogs. Um, right. There's stuff we like found that. out about the dogs. Yes, we did. <laughs> you want to explain that, what happened, Peter, a little bit? Uh, sure. Well, you know, we're new story. at this. And so yeah. we did the whole interview and uh, Terry's little pooch was barking in the background and it turned out to be a lot louder in the recording than we thought. So they're redoing this whole thing. So. That's part of our learning curve. I'm at so. my studio now, so it's much quieter. So. Right. <laughs> so uh, we noticed that you do uh, quite a few seniors. Yes. Um, what What's your main clientele? Because you, I, I saw something on Pinterest. It was a beautiful uh, couple shot. I think I don't know if it was yours, yours, or some, just the print you were sharing, but. Uh, you do some engagements and yes, different things yeah. like that. I'll do some engagements. Uh, it's usually they're horse people uh, and stuff like that. And I've done a few weddings. I, I don't advertise weddings. Um, I don't promote them or anything like that. But if one of my customers asks me, you know, to do do one, I will consider it. So um, a lot of times I just ask for an invite instead. So, <laughs> right, right. What are the percentages of your business in terms of income that is brought to the comp- your business? You know, you do some shows and some this and some that. You know, yeah, I, the, the shows maybe are about five percent, if that. Okay. Um, did it start so, out that way, or did you yeah, do more I, shows? No, I started than, out. I started out doing shows. Okay. Um, and I think I kind of got a lot of networking done through the shows and stuff like that and um, got my name out there, um, went, talked to people and, and just kind of introduced myself and everything at shows. Um, at, and then had a, had a booth that had like a you know, portrait portfolio and stuff like that. So they knew I did other stuff, not just shows. You know, that kind of helped a lot. Uh, but the majority of stuff, I, I would say, is is somebody with horses in, in some form or fashion, um, either a senior or somebody, you know, doing a, a shoot to get ads in, the, in magazines and, and different things like that. Um, I would say that's probably about 75% of it between that. And then the rest is just, you know, some studio work, some portraits, um, some stock images, uh, uh, some fine art and stuff like, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Okay. So. And then uh, as far as how you, what your typical client buys, tell us more about that. Well, the typical, most of my clients, I would say the majority of them, you know, do a session and then buy a few uh, digitals to put in ads. Um, they may, they may buy one, they may buy five, they may buy 10. Um, digitals. They may buy all of them. You know, I have that option to, to buy not all of them, but all the selected ones, as I call it. So, you know, that's probably the majority of it. So you do a lot of buy. digital. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, because uh, with what the, my clientele is, is they, they're needing photos for ads and to use over and over in ads or, you know, sometimes it's a one-time use thing. 
And um, but like if know, they're getting an article done about them or something. Well, well, no, actually, they have you know they send the ad off to a digital artist, a, a graphic artist, and it's um, it's a full page ad. Um, some of the magazines, it's like the Equine Chronicle, not the Chronicle of Equine, but Equine Chronicle, um, In Stride, uh, Go Show Horse, uh, Paint Horse Journal, uh, Appaloosa Journal, uh, Quarter Horse Journal. Um, those type of magazines, they they all put like, like here I am. I'm sh- yeah, pr- yeah, they're promoting their self and their horse. Um, and um, it's kind of a neat thing to do. I love looking at the ads. Yeah, I do too. Now, I, I'm always a little confused about exactly what the purpose of those ads are because is it so that the judge sees these people or uh, is it promoting their ranch or trying to get the value of their horse up I think a little bit of all of that I think a little bit of all of that but a lot of it is because a lot of these magazines are given you know that was that's part of their selling point of the magazines is all the magazines are given mailed to each um, carded judge in, in uh, whatever, yeah. So okay. the judges get it. The name gets out there. Mm-hmm. So cool. Uh, yeah. Gigi, you have any thoughts? Not on that. I was just I was looking at her website. <laughs> I was deep into your website. It's beautiful. Thank you. I, I'm curious about a little bit about your studio. I saw that you do pets in the summertime for the air conditioning, huh? Yeah, I have um, a, a mini sessions coming up. Because it's, it's going to be 105 all this week oh, and everything. Okay. So I'm doing a couple mini sessions um, this weekend and next weekend uh, oh. of pets in the studio. Yeah, uh, and I think a lot of people are curious about the studio because it's, you know, for, well, today we see in some areas studios going out of business. And mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, wondering, do you find it's worth it to have the studio? Um, I think you had told us something about marketing through the storefront of your studio yeah pretty much I, I've gotten some stuff through there I, I, th- I think I don't think it's going to be an overnight thing uh, I mean I've been here here well eight months now since January oh, just, I'm, yeah. I'm, I thought maybe you had it for a no, while no oh. it's just something something new for me to venture into and we'll we'll see you know I'll stick it out you know for a year or two and see what it does um, yeah uh, I've leased it out too. I lease it out too to other photographers. I'm doing that also. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see studios come back to photography because I think it gives you more of a a grounded professional mm-hmm. feel oh, yeah. to me than just all online. So oh, you yeah. know, and you could show your work and your. I mm-hmm. see the pictures of your studio and it's beautiful. I'd like to see more of this happening in our mm-hmm. industry instead of going away from it, you know. So right. that's why I was curious as how that was working out. But time will tell, right? Yeah. And then, you know, like in my studio too, I also have like a retail storefront. So people could come oh. in and buy some of my, the artwork and stuff that I've done, um, uh, the, the, the photography artwork. Um, For and the, I'm, I'm, decor type images? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have, you know, some canvases and some framed work and then some just um, – a couple of different, you know, cups and little boxes, you know, like token boxes and stuff like that. And I'm yeah. trying to build up a little bit more inventory before Christmas comes. Yeah, so, that's the big time. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it is, you know, it's pricey to get, you know, nice prints. Sure, a big canvas or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then the frames, the frames are, you know, they can get pretty expensive. 
Right. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your marketing. Um, you're on Facebook and you have your website. What else do you do, if anything? And uh, I think you said something about mailing out some postcards at one point. Yeah, I do. Um, about twice a year, I will mail out uh, some postcards uh, to some different ranches and, and stuff like that in the area. You know, and I kind of you know target different different disciplines, different breeds each time um, to specify, you know, like, but I wait till I learn about the breed and stuff. I'm not going to send out something to, to a breed. And I really don't know enough about that breed um, to, to t- take proper photos of it. So, so where do you do the research or how do you find that out? Um, usually through the web, the web or, or even driving around too. <laughs> so. No, but I mean, as far as uh, <laughs> learning the oh. confirmation and how to shoot them or whatever. Well, you know, I shoot some dressage shows, and there's just about every single breed there is there. And I would actually go up and talk to the person that owns that breed and, you know, ask them. And then I will, you know, research it on the web, look at the pictures and, and, and stuff like that, um, and, and try to figure out, you know, okay, well, this is what they do. And, like, for the Arabians, I took a... Uh, and I still haven't really shot any Arabians yet, but I took a workshop with Scott Trees. So, uh-huh. you know, I wouldn't have had a clue on a lot of, of you know, because the, their stride is, you know, especially at the trot, is, is totally different than what what other trots want. And um, so it was, it, was, it was a learning curve for me. Sure. So, so are you on Facebook or, or what? Yes, I'm on Facebook. And Instagram are my main things, and then and then Twitter. Uh, I probably don't use that too much. I use Twitter, I think, more of a let's get some quick news, or oh, I want to learn about something, and I'll hashtag something and uh, find an article or something that I want to to read. And how did you do on getting into Instagram? Is that where the kids are now? That's uh, where the kids are. That's if I for the the the, the youth. Horse show kids are there, and the seniors are there. Um, I'm considering Snapchat. Uh, my daughter's been talking to me about it because it has, like, the Snapchat sh- sh- stories. I'm just trying to figure I know there's, you know, a lot of senior photographers that market through Snapchat. I'm just not really sure how yet. The youth are one step ahead of us. As soon as we figure out what they're doing, they're on to something else. So. Oh, that's that's so true. But, you know, my daughter, you know, she's 19. So she's yeah, pretty, so she, she's pretty, she's pretty, you know, savvy on all this. And she does her, she interns for some social marketing for the, the Texas Thoroughbred. So she kind of keeps on top of it. And, um, you know, she tells me that, you know, they may not be posting on Instagram, but they're still looking. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so how long did it take you to figure out Instagram? I'm not very good at it at this point. Not really that long. Not too long. I mean, I haven't been on it that long, but, um. You know, it's just, I think it's easier than Facebook because, you know, Facebook, you got to figure out they're constantly changing their al- algorithms and, and how to get seen on newsfeed where you're, you're going to be shown. If, you, if somebody's following you, you're, they're going to see it if they scroll long enough where, yeah. where Facebook, it, it may not show up. Yeah. So. And from what I understand is Instagram, it's, it's all about, you know, choosing the right hashtag you know, for your mm-hmm. like horses, equestrian, equine, you know, yeah. that would, that yeah. will get you those people. And, um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to have somebody tutor me on that thing. 
<laughs> yeah, I've been learning it myself as I go along. It's right. always something to be learned. I, I think, with, especially with the seniors, you got to—that's the hardest one because you got to be a little. You know, they're not going to really be hashtagging senior portraits. Other other photographers, I think, are so you're going to have to figure out something like, like say they are a horse person or they're soccer or something like that. Like I I did a, a football or a basketball player and I hashtag um, basketball and one of the Dallas Mavericks liked my picture. So you know it's you just you never know what you're going to get with those hashtags and and I bet that's that got some of, exposure. Yeah, it did. It was kind of a cool picture. So okay, let, let's talk about the the nitty gritty of the business in terms of uh, what produces the most income. I know you're doing all portraits, but you said, and a lot of them are digital. Can you give us sort of an average of what, how much you might, how much time you might spend on a session, uh, how much post production time you might spend, and then what you're expecting to get out of it in terms of a sale, in terms of real, you know, like real numbers. Right. Well, you know, usually when I do like the horses, when I go to somebody's ranch um, and do, you know, for their ads, there's not just one of them. Very seldom there's just one of them. Um, and if it is just one of them, they usually have a bigger session. So I might be out there for two or three hours because they may have several, you know, a casual change. The trainer might ride the horse. And then they might have a, a in their show clothes do a do a session, and then we'll do the horse by itself. It just depends on the horse too. If it's a stallion, definitely we'll do it by itself. Um, and so that might be a two or three hour session, and they may buy you know five or six digitals from me uh, on that. You know, so I get they get the hourly rate, and then they buy each individual digital from me. So you know, it so, can be a, yeah. What does that add up to? Oh. Uh, Usually, it average is between for a single horse. If I just do one horse, it's about five hundred dollars. A lot of times, um, if there's a group and we're doing kind of the same thing, but we maybe short it down. They may not have, you know, the trainer may not ride the horse. They may only have one clothing change, and I, I'll spend maybe forty five minutes to an hour. Sometimes, you know, hour and a half with each person. Okay. Um, so that's like if you're going to a, a mm-hmm. stable situation. Or Correct. a ranch where there's multiple riders. Yeah. Um, you know, each of them may, you know, I may spend an hour with them, and they may only buy one or two photos. Um, but, you know, there's usually three or four of them. So, it, it, it you know, it, it usually works out more than the individual, you know, but it's it's anywhere from 500 to $1,000 for that one day. And sometimes it's, you know, they're like, oh, I really like this set, and they may come back and say, hey, I want some more or, you know, They'll, they'll buy some Facebook images off of it and stuff like that, too. So, um, What about senior wallets? Are there any of those being sold these days? Yeah, to the seniors, yeah. I do sell pretty much almost, almost every senior will, will buy a set of wallets because if I don't do their graduation announcement, um, they, if they already had their graduation announcement made through the, the, you know, the, the school company that the school's using, they, they'll buy wallets for that. Uh, you know, and you know, grandparents always still want wallets. So, so when you're doing these sessions, a lot of the time these are seniors or or not. 
No, a lot of times, no. They're just... Um, they're they're um, just competitive riders. Yeah, competitive riders. Yeah, mm-hmm. anywhere, you know, a majority of, of, of them, I think, are the 14 to 18 group. You know, I do have a lot of 13 and unders, um, and then a, a several amateurs. It kind of depends on the time of year. Like in the spring, um, I will do a lot of the youth. Starting in a few weeks, I'll start doing all the amateurs. And then the the stallions are usually in the fall a lot of times. Why do you, why is that? I mean, is there a reason? Um, because they 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 start advertising in December, fall, uh, November, December. So people are picking their you know picking the stallions to breed their mares too. Um, so. so you're in Texas. Texas is a big state. Yes, it is. So <laughs> tell us about travel and how you work that out. Um, I really don't have to travel too far. Okay, um, you're because you're the heart of it. Yeah, there's a lot, you know, and every once in a while I'll get a request to go a, a little bit further. And, you know, I, I charge, you know, the, the, the IRS tax or whatever, the, the fee that they recommend. Um, if there's any overnight staying, um, you know, they'll, I, I've actually stayed at people's guest in guest houses and stuff like that. A lot of people will, will put you up in a guest house and, um, uh, or, you know, or they'll pay the hotel. So, yeah, I don't have to travel too much. Right. So. And when you do these groups, is it the trainer that is organizing the group, or do you participate in organizing the, the day? How does that work? Um, usually, the tra- you know, a lot of these trainers have, all, have a lot of experience with work with photographers. So a lot of times they will. Um, they, we may talk a little bit ahead of time, you know, if it's something a little bit out of the ordinary, how we want to organize the day, you know, like, um, you know, I'll suggest to them why they're doing, if they're doing the casual pictures and the show pictures, you know, we'll do, you know, we'll do a person, you know, we'll organize it that beforehand. But if they're just, um, if they're just saying, okay, I want to have, you know, four people to do that start at this time. And they ask me, how long do you think each person will take? And I'll tell them and they say, okay, I'll have the next person ready. So they're kind of behind this, you know, the trainers are kind of behind the scene, making sure everybody's getting ready. Um, you know, cause they're, they're pretty particular. The trainers are probably, I have to please them probably more than the customer. Right. So, you know, they, they you're are doing a lot of it for advertising. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it reflects on them, what their, what their customer looks like. Right. So, and, you know, the, and, you know, they're, they're not as concerned about the customer last time as, as where the horses, what the horse is looking at like too. Right. So. Are you out there in Texas all by yourself or do you, are you part of any uh, photography groups or organizations, whether that be. Uh, where you meet ups with some photographers or online or whatever? I'm not that much of an online participant. Um, I, I try to stay off off stuff. You know, like I, th- I told you, we talked earlier about how I, my Facebook posts, I usually spend one week, one day a week and, and, and pre schedule them. So that's kind of my online presence. Now, Instagram, you can't do that. So I do get on Instagram, but you know, I can do Instagram from my phone. You know, anywhere, anytime, and just get on it. And um, you know, because I use Dropbox to to get my pictures from on my phone. Oh well, that's but, an, that's a good yeah kind of a tip. 
Yeah. So yeah, I just load as I, if I say, oh, I want to put this on Instagram when I'm editing, I want to put this on Instagram someday. I have a Dropbox folder. I just put it over in there. Now, do you size them square to make them for that? Or what do you do? I sometimes size them for square, but if it doesn't work, I use an app called InstaSize and it, it, it will, you know, it'll put like a white or whatever color border I want on the edge, you know. And, um, so it kind of basically prepares images for Instagram. Does it re- reduce their uh, size as well? I mean, in terms of... Uh, not that I've noticed. Well, I think yeah. you can only upload 1,086 by 1,086 now. I really don't know. Or 1,936 that, by 1,936, I think. Yeah, I have a, a quick little action that I just hit on... on yeah. Photoshop that resizes everything for me. So, um, you know, I kind of cheat that way, but it sure saves a lot of time. So, but is, but is this InstaSize? Is that a, a plug-in for Photoshop? Instagram. No, it's an app on your phone. Oh, okay. Yes, you can only, you can only um, post on Instagram on your phone. Yeah. There is an app for iPads now, and I just found an app um, called Laddergram, where you can mm-hmm. upload pictures to that, and then you schedule them, and then it'll send oh, you really? a message. It'll message you, like, just, and then you just push post, and it goes. See you. Yeah. Uh, There's tons of stuff. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to check that one out, because I would love to have something that will post later on, like I do on the Facebook ones. Yeah. So we kind of got sidetracked what we were talking about there. <laughs> <laughs> we got off on Well, you said media, Texas is getting busier now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. You know, we talked to somebody else a, a, a week or so ago, and they said that, you know, out in California, the horse business is still hurting pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Well, um, they've got such a bad drought out there. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I mean, any because that's kind of hurt us. Whenever we have a drought, you know, it kind of hurts because hay prices just skyrocket. Oh yeah, and right. you know, it, it's you have to have ship it in, and and you know that that really hurts when I think you know that and there there's Sud- just so, suddenly a lot of people get out of the horse business when mm-hmm. there's a little bit extra cost yeah. involved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, shoot, when our hay went up, I, I remember it, it almost tripled. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a big, you know, if you have 10 horses, you know, and that's, that's a big expense. Right. And, you know, so. But, you know, we see people at these fancy horse shows with the, you know, 10 horse trailers and mm-hmm. yeah. $150,000 trucks pulling them. And, oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think it doesn't hurt those people, but, you know, all, you know, but that's, that's a small percentage of the horse owners, the people who are like, okay, I'm. Um, I'm spending every cent I extra cent I have on horses. That's when it, you know, it, it I think it affects them. Right. So. right. so what would you tell somebody coming into equine photography? Uh, now, I know you do portraits that are not equine as well, and that probably, you know, brings some additional income. Do you, do you think they should be specific to the niche or, or, as broad as possible, where, where do you come from? I, th- I think you should be more specific. You know, 75% of mine is equine-related, probably if not a little bit more. Um, you know, where the rest just... It's still equine. You know, really, a lot of my customers are still equine-related. Very seldom are, are the people who just need 
you know, headshots or something like that. Or um, so they they've they've run across you because they're yes. they're into horses, whether they need a portrait or not. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I think I think the most successful photographers are very, you know, they. Yes, very specific, and um, you know, and and they have their niche, and that's where they market. Because you know, it, if you want to do this and this and this and this, you have to market to every single one, and and that get you know, there goes a lot of expense just trying to yeah. market. I think it's good to to know a lot of different genres uh-huh. of photography, you know, uh-huh. just so that you you know you never know. But I think that uh-huh. today. If you become more of an expert in a certain if, way, that you right. know, it, it brings more value to your work, I, I think so. Yeah. We're just so scattered. It's such a tough business anyway. We have mm-hmm. to learn so much, do so much, that the mm-hmm. simpler you can make it, I think, the better you get. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. even that's kind of how my senior started out was, was kids with horses that are graduating. Hey, can you do my senior portraits? And, um, you know, and they say, yeah. And I said, well, you know, yeah. And, and, that, and they say, well, can I, I want to do some without my horse, too. So that's kind of how that kind of stemmed out. So I had, you know, I had photos out there of just them without their horse. So it kind of attracted other seniors, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I uh, saw one with a motorcycle mm-hmm. um, on your website, I believe. Yeah, I've done several kids with motorcycles now. So. And then uh, I noticed the one was at the bottom of a, a cross or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so he was showing his faith, I guess. Yes, yeah. That was his, his mom really, really wanted that picture. She found the location and everything and, and talked to the talked to the church where it was and asked them if they could do it. And they were very, you know, yeah, yeah, please do, you know, type attitude. And um you know, she even before she called me, she asked, she told me she goes, I already asked the church, blah, 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 can you do this? And this is what I've envisioned. And we actually had a beautiful sunset that day. So um, turned out great. Yeah. yeah. So. So and then I see some uh, family portraits with horses, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may not be competing. They're just a family mm-hmm. that ha- is in the horse realm. Yeah. Usually those are done in November. <laughs> those are all the the before their Christmas card pictures usually. Um, yeah. that's about the only time I do families is is you know every yeah, once in a while I'll get a family here and there but yeah I think a majority of November is family portraits. So <laughs> okay, yeah. so schedule out your year for me. It's, you said the younger kids are in the spring, and mm-hmm. is there a reason that the younger kids are in the spring? Um, because their world shows are usually in um, June, July, and okay. August. Okay, I uh, see. So, and then the older teen teenage kids is are well, their the, shows later? Well, no, the the like the fourteen to eighteen, they're still they're still you know then that's okay. Yeah, their their youth world show is is um, in June and July, um, and then like the amateurs, which are the you know nineteen and over. Their shows are in um, late October, early November. Okay, so that's the division is the 19 and above. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Interesting. And then the the family sessions kick in in October or strictly in November? Um, October, November, yeah. 
So mostly November, change. and you know, I have a few people that are last minute, early December. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then last of all, is are you trying to shoot in the evenings usually or not? Um, in the winter evenings, um, you know, when I do large groups, there's no way I can do everybody in the evening. So we might start, you know, mid midday. Um, How do you avoid uh, the harsh overhead lighting? Um, I find shade as much as I can. Um, you know, side of a building, you know, trees. Um, you know, I w- and I always have the, the, the sun to their back. And, and a lot of times I will use, you know, artificial lighting, too. To, 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 to bump to it in. Bump. To bring in the, keep the shadows from the hats from obliterating their faces and that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, and just get a little gleam in their eye and right um, and stuff like that. So, so do you use uh, just uh, speed lights for that, or do you have uh, battery strobes or what? I, I do both. It just depends on the condition, um, mainly the wind condition. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Do you have trouble with lights and soft boxes with horses at all? Um, very seldom. Very seldom. Very seldom, huh? Mm-hmm. They accept it pretty good then. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, these are these are show horses, so yes. they've and been they, photographed yeah. quite a mm-hmm. few times, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, they're back. You know, when they go get backdrop wind pictures, you know, from at these big shows, it, it looks like a, a, a photography studio. So, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, there's the backdrop with you know decor, and 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 then they have you know the, the strobes on Both several sides. sides of them, you know, with umbrellas, right. and you know, there's a table, and the you know. And, um, you know, I admire some of the setups some of these guys have. So, yeah, I've spent a lot of money with them, too, sometimes. So (laughs) (laughs) I always support them. I always will support. I just had some pictures done by a pet photographer down the road from us because Uh we got a new puppy. So um, us photographers need photographers, too. You know. I know. I don't, I don't have any of, of, you know, and I was talking to my daughter the other day. I said, I really need something. I have people taking me pictures of me out in the field or something like that, but I don't have, you know. Nicer pictures. I, yeah, I really need one. Yeah. So, yeah I, that's uh, my goal for this fall is get a portrait mm-hmm. session done by someone else. And I think we can learn from that, too, is like what it's uh-huh. like to be on the other side of the camera. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also. I mean, I, I gave a workshop. Um, last spring, we were going to do that, but the weather just was not cooperating here this spring. It 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 wasn't just rain; it was like torrential we better, rains. We, yeah. we, no, we need to go find shelter you <laughs> <know>? <laughs> type um, uh, weather. But we were going to do it a couple places on Facebook where uh, trailer camps of horses with trailers have been washed away in Texas. Yeah, you it's know, um, yeah, it it's it was pretty bad like this at, spring at trail camps or something. Yeah, so I mean, it was. It, it, I had I, I think we had more tornado warnings and and stuff this year than ever that I can remember. Yeah, that was part of it. Was we were gonna we were gonna be the subject. Uh, you know, I had a couple people saying, "Yeah, we can you know use their horses and let everybody pose with the horses." But you know, we ran out of time before we had to leave. Before you know, we were gonna get struck by lightning or you know <laughs> you know blown away or something. So we kind of had to. How cut many that people short. came to your workshop? Uh, seven. Okay, and is that a good number? Was that a number that that's you? A, no, that's a good number uh-huh. for me. Um, yeah. I, 
How much you know, is a is a workshop? Uh, what was it this year? It it wasn't too much. It was um right around four fifty five hundred. I can't remember exactly. And the, is that a the, one day event? No, that was a two day. Okay. So, yeah. So it, it's pretty um economical for people. So. Well, I hate to break up the party, but we're going to have to start, you know, cutting down here a okay. little bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're reaching our time limit. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the podcast with us. Um, and for all of our listeners out there, we appreciate you listening and t- choosing this podcast to listen to. Please visit our website at equinephotographerspodcast.com. And uh, on iTunes, uh, give us a review. Uh, The reviews help us to stay in the uh, view of a lot of people, and we'd like to see this podcast do well. Um, And thank you, Terry, for your time, and I guess we're done. All right. Sounds great. Thank you, Terry, for coming on. You're welcome. It was great to learn from you. Well, y'all too. All right. right. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for the Equine Photographers Podcast. We hope that you were inspired to grow and improve as an equine photographer by listening today. Join us for the next episode to learn, grow, and be inspired as we interview some of today's outstanding equine image makers.